0: John 5, 1-15 Later on there was a Jewish festival feast for which Jesus went up to Jerusalem Now there is in Jerusalem a pool near the sheep gate The pool in the Hebrew is called Bethesda having five porches In these lay a great number of sick folk some blind, some crippled and some paralysed shriveled up waiting for the bubbling of the water For an angel of the Lord went down and appointed seasons into the pool and moved and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in was cured of whatever disease with with which they were afflicted. Amen. So it doesn't matter what disease, what you're suffering with. Jesus healed. He paid for our healing on the cross for every single disease. He took that on his body. It doesn't matter if you've got a headache. It doesn't matter if you've got cancer. He took it all on the cross. In Jesus' name. There was a certain man there who had suffered with a deep-seated and lingering disorder for 38 years. When Jesus noticed him lying there helpless, knowing that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to to him, do you want to become well? I read that and I thought, I wonder why Jesus asked him, does he want to become well? Of course he wanted to become well, but it was about, I believe that it was about that man, you know, saying that he wanted to be well, that he believed and he wanted to be well. Because sometimes people don't want to be well for whatever reason. The invalid answered, Sir, I have nobody when the water is moving to put me into the pool, but while I'm trying to come into it myself, Somebody else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your bed, sleeping powder, and walk. Instantly, the man became well and recovered his strength and picked up his bed and walked. You know, we can learn a lot from that scripture because Jesus actually commanded him to pick up his bed and walk. He didn't, you know, go on and on and on about why he might not be healed why i might not have seen his healing but he commanded you know he he had authority jesus and we have that same authority as well you know when we pray for the sick it's always a commanding prayer that's what i believe you know we command the body to line up with the word of god because jesus already paid for our healing on the cross amen Yes. Yeah, so as a command of authority instantly the man became well you know i have prayed for many people Um, and seen healing I've seen instant healing of I'll tell a couple of stories so I've seen um, broken ankles healed I was once outside Pasfali Plaza and there was a lady sitting there with a broken ankle and you could actually see her bone sticking out yeah and I went she had bandages just I don't even know if she'd been to the doctor to be honest but she had just bandages covering up where it was sticking out And I said to her, I'd love to pray for you. What's wrong with your ankle? She said, it's broken. She took the bandage off, and I could actually see the bone. Like, not through the skin, but underneath the skin. And I laid hands on her, and I just said, in Jesus' name, I command your ankle to be healed. It was instantly healed. She did tell me she was coming to church, but I haven't seen her. (laughs) But, um, yeah, amazing. And she said to me she did have a belief in the Lord, and incredible. I've seen... um, My friend in Canberra worked at a school there and she had stage four throat cancer. And I went up to her one day and just gave her a hug and I said, I really would love to pray for you. Will you let me pray for you? And she said, I would love you to pray for me. And um, I prayed for her. It was a commanding prayer, you know, authority. We use our authority in Jesus' name. And I just said to those cancer cells, I said, I command you die in Jesus' name and you leave her body. And she came back to me a few weeks later and she had no trace of cancer. Amen. Amen. Amazing. And it's not me that heals, I want to say that. It's Jesus that heals. We all have the authority in Christ because he gave us the authority. Amen? I could tell many stories. There was another lady, I'll tell one more. So at my work... There was a lady who had her hand had like blown up like a balloon. It was so painful, and she was going to go to the hospital. And I said, before you go to the hospital, I'll pray for you. And I didn't see anything, but we know that when we lay hands on the sick, they recover, amen? Didn't see anything then, but she went to the hospital. No, they didn't actually give her anything, so she came back, and her hand had actually, by the end of that day, it was totally healed. Yeah. So good. God is good, Amen. Yeah, so Jesus didn't beg the Father to heal or go on and on and on in what he said. He kept it simple and used his authority in that scripture. Ephesians 1.20 says that he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Ephesians 2.6 says, and he raised us up together with him when we believed. We are, we are seated together with him. Because we are in Christ Jesus. Ephesians one twenty one says far above all all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So we are seated in heavenly places with Christ. Amen? So that is where we stand as believers. We're not like beneath. We are above, seated in heavenly places with him. Where do we sit, guys? Tell me. (laughs) Yeah, and in heavenly places. Yeah, we are joint heirs with Christ. The kingdom of God is within us. We are delivered from the authority of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. We are citizens of heaven now. You know, we don't have to wait to be healed one day in heaven. You know, Jesus brought heaven to earth. That's why he died, to bring it to to our lives now. We are to set our affections on things above. Our life is hidden in Christ Matthew 28:18 to 20 says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. So what did the Lord say there? He said, all authority has been given to me. But then he said to us to go. He gave us the authority that he has. You know, it's not, it's not by our might or power, but it's by his spirit. You know, we have the power of Christ in us. Every one of you, if you're believers, you have the power of Christ in you to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. keep forgetting to click this Luke ten nineteen says behold I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy nothing will harm you I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy nothing will harm you nothing will harm you amen now, I want to tell a story before I put the picture up there um My brother-in-law, he, um, some of you were here when we prayed for him in 2014. He actually had a drug overdose and um, he was left in, they put him in an induced coma. He was, he was, they said he would probably die if not be very brain damaged, like severely brain damaged and um, so it was actually 10 days before his wedding and so he went out with some mates and. He was actually a recovered addict, but you know, slipped up. We all slip up sometimes, and um, yeah. So he went into a coma, and well, they put him into a coma. And Joel actually went over there. Um, we all meant to, yeah, be over there for the wedding, but Joel went over there and um, to be with his sister during that time. And you know, we could have, we could have thought. Oh, like, you know, he's, he's going to die. But you know what? I stood on the word. And this church stood on the word with me. You know, we stood on the word and it didn't matter what anyone said. People said to me, oh, you haven't seen him, Rachel? I said, I don't care. I don't care what he looks like in the natural. You know, God's word says that he heals all of our diseases. And I'm going to put a photo up of him, the one on the left, will be him and my sister-in-law. So on their wedding day, what was meant to be their wedding day, she actually said her vows to him. So you'll see that he, yeah, he was, he was all, um, yeah, he was, I don't know if you can all see that. I think, I feel like I'm standing in the way. He was, um, yeah, put into a coma and they tried to get him out of the coma um, a couple of times. At each time he got so agitated and they said that was a sign of like severe brain damage or, you know, bad brain damage, that he would be severely brain damaged. Anyway, we stood on the word. I was not going to give up. I dug my heels in and I said, no way. I've, I'm believing for him to make a full recovery in Jesus' name. And on the right, you can see my sister in law, Danielle, there. That's what she wrote on Facebook praise God Matthew is swallowing food on his own forming words with a cognitive response and even closed his eyes and put his hands together for prayer please keep praying for full restoration and renewal of the mind a mind after God's own bless you and I think there was like three weeks between that photo amazing and doctors were saying there's no way you know they were talking about you know, turning his life support off, he's going to be like, he's going to have severe brain damage. Um, but we spoke the word over him. Danielle put this on my Facebook and I just found it the other day. So she was asking churches to pray, um, and they were going to take him off his assisted breathing, pray for cognitive responses and healing of his mind. And I wrote back, and this is what I declared every morning. He walks in divine health. He has the mind of Christ. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive in him. He has a sound mind. Keep declaring these promises and do not listen to the voices of the enemy. Who knows the enemy will come and tell us all sorts of things. We don't listen to the enemy's voice. We listen to God's word and that's it. It is always God's will to heal. And in fact, Jesus already purchased Matt's healing on the cross. He will come out of this 100% restored in Jesus' name. Amazing. And one of my favourite scriptures is, Call those things that be not as though they are. That's Romans 4, 17. You know, we're meant to say what the word says. If you're sick, don't keep confessing you're sick. I need to preach this to myself because I'm one of the, probably sometimes one of the worst ones at this. We call those things that be not as though they are. You know, we don't go back. We don't keep going over and over and saying, I'm sick, because that's what you'll have if you keep saying it. You know, there's power in our words. So we just say what the word says. Amen. There's a funny story about Mariah. I don't know if you want me to say it, Mariah. I didn't ask your permission, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> um, she broke her arm when she was, I think, three, jumping on the bed. She's a bit of a monkey. And um, we were about to go down to Perth the next day. And I was like, how could you break your arm the day before we go to Perth? Anyway, they they were talking about, like, even doing surgery and, you know, doing surgery. And I was like, Joel, she's not going to need surgery. I'm just believing she's not going to need surgery. Joel was saying to me, he's here today. I'm embarrassing him now. um, You know, he was saying, no... She needs probably doesn't need surgery, Rach. And I said, mm, mm, I'm believing that she's healed. So, you know, we were in Perth on our holiday and people would ask us about her broken arm and I was that nutcase Christian saying, no, she's healed. She's healed to people. And um, anyway, we took her into the hospital to get her x-ray and to see what, um, see if she needed the cast. And I was waiting in the car park. Joel took her in and he comes out. There's no cast. And I was like, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So here's Matt on the next few slides, recovering. So he came out of that coma. He learnt to walk again. He learnt to talk again. He had to, um, you know, have lots of therapy for his fine motor and gross motor skills. But hallelujah, he came out of that. Amen. I'm the Lord who heals you. That's from Exodus fifteen, twenty six. There's another light of him, learning to drink learning to walk just incredible, it was a miracle it was a miracle you know we had lots of people telling us different things and you know I just would not stand for it, I was like no doesn't matter what he looks like you know we look at the natural so much we're not to look at the natural we look at God's word we do. We focus on what we see, don't we? We focus on what's in front of our eyes, but we're not. We look to look with our spiritual eyes. And here he is on his wedding day. So um, Di asked me if I wanted tissues, and I said, no, I don't need them, but maybe. No, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right, Di. Um, yeah, so we got to see them get married. It was an amazing day. And... Um, you know the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came so that we can have life and in abundance. Amen. John ten ten that is, um, yeah. So that was. I should know how long later. I think they it happened. So he had his brain injury in September twenty fourteen. They got married in the April. So yeah, and I said to him, I said to my sister-in-law, you guys will walk down that aisle, he will get married to you. Because, you know, it looks so hopeless in the natural. Everyone was saying, "Nah, nah, you don't understand, Rachel, you haven't seen. It doesn't matter. So there they are. And a few years later, they've got two beautiful children. Um, our nieces, Cadence and Aria, their names are, And um, that's another testimony, actually, but I won't talk about that today. So, yeah, two beautiful girls and, yeah, our nieces. So, amazing. You know, and if the doctors saw that today, I think they'd be amazed because, you know, they said to him, they said to us, there's no hope. He's gonna be severely brain damaged, you know, if he comes out of this, and there he is today. And they're both following the Lord, so amen. So good. So he's actually writing a book, apparently, so I can't wait to read that. So Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight, live, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. We stand firm in the faith. We never give up. Never give up. We can't let our experience trump the truth of the gospel. We answer to his word. We keep praying when we do not see healing. So don't give up. Whatever you're going through today, don't give up. We don't say if it was God's will, they would have been healed. No, because, you know, that's the way that seems right to a man, isn't it, to say that? If it was God's will, he would have been healed. No, Jesus paid for our healing. That's the fact. He paid for our healing on the cross. That's the truth of the gospel and that trumps what we see. Romans 2.4 says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realising that God's kindness is intended intended to lead you to repentance? The kindness of God leads to repentance. And I just want to tell you a couple of couple more quick stories of where I've seen people be saved through healings so I was once in this in um Coles in Canberra and I was shopping and I saw this lady hobble along she had her kids four kids she was uh, not in a good place you could just tell she was not speaking kindly to her children um Anyway, she was hobbling along with his sore hip. She was in agony. You could tell she was in agony. Anyway, the Holy Spirit said to me, I want you to pray for her. I didn't. I left and I went home that night and I said, God, I really should have prayed. Anyway, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Um, I said to the Lord, I really would love the chance to pray for her again. So God in his mercy said to me, Go there. Tomorrow, same time, same aisle. And I thought, that's crazy. I'm not going to do that. But I did. I did. And here she was again. There she was again with her hip, with her kids. It was like deja vu. (laughs) Um, Not that we believe in deja vu here. But, um, yeah, amazing. And anyway, I did go up to her and I said, I would love to pray for you. What's happened to your hip? Anyway, it was like, I can't even remember what it was now, but it was... Very painful, it was sort of out of place or something, anyway. I said, Would you mind me like putting my hand there? And she let me, so I just laid my hands on her hip and I said, In Jesus' name, I command all pain to go. She was instantly healed, she started crying and she said to me, Do you know my sister has just become a born again crazy person? She said <laughs> this to me, and um, I said, Really? and she goes, Yeah, and she's been telling me and like Bible bashing me, she's saying, for weeks and weeks and weeks. But like, I just thought it was a load of, uh. and um, anyway, she saw the goodness of God, you know, she saw it, and she could not stop crying, the power of God actually came on both of us, we nearly fell over in the supermarket, crazy, but um, she couldn't stop crying, and I was just hugging her, and then she said to me, my auntie has been praying for me, her auntie was a Christian, and her auntie had been praying for her, so God works all things together, never underestimate your little part, you know? One sows, one waters, one reaps, amen? Yeah, so good. And she, um, yeah, she gave her heart to Jesus after that. So that was the best miracle. That's always the best miracle. Yeah, i also, pa- I prayed for one man in the pool. Sounds a bit crazy, but he was crippled like his Back was all bent over and he had two walking sticks. He was only 30 or something. Anyway, I prayed for him in the pool. I prayed three times. His back ended up totally straightening. He was diving and everything. Crazy. And it's just a simple prayer. I never like pray we don't conjure up something. You know, we don't need to conjure up a thousand words like an act all spiritual. You know, we don't need to do that because our authority is in Jesus. So he actually gave his life to Jesus as well. And a few weeks later, he told me he'd been attending the Anglican church. So God lines all these things up. But he hadn't really, you know, participated. He just sort of sat there and for a few weeks. And he said um, to me, I'm going to go. I'm going to really, you know, commit my life. So he actually said the salvation prayer in the pool. A bit nutty, but... Um, Then a few weeks later I went to a fair and the Anglican church had a little stall and so I went up to them and I said, I prayed for a guy that was in your church and they said, we've been praying for him for weeks, you know, and and they said, like, what happened? And I told them the story because he was, like, you know, completely healed, so amen, and he does go there now too. But it's not me. I just want you guys to know that you guys have the same authority. Another one... I'm a bit, one of, I'm one of those wacky people that will just pray for people, you know, whatever. Um, I have another little testimony. So this is from my Facebook, I'll read it to you. So I'll read it because it tells the story anyway. Yes, Rachel Orley, I'm not sure how long ago it was, I asked her to write this for today. But it was a time in my life where I'd been grieving God for too long that I eventually fell very deep in my own pit of darkness. And I have permission, by the way, to share all these. I remember that day and you just randomly stopped me. It was in the car park. It was in the car park. I was going to pick up the kids from after school care and she was there. She was like, she actually had a broken ankle. She was hobbling along. You just randomly stopped me and asked me what was wrong without knowing me, LOL. God used you as his vessel to heal my broken ankle right there on the spot. It was instantaneous. God is an omnipresent God the here and right now, the same God who used Jesus to heal the sick, blind, mute, deaf and lame. And on the spot, God, because we all know he loves to be made known. She was a backslidden Christian. So, uh, yeah, so I prayed for her ankle and then she tells me all this stuff about how she's backslidden and hasn't been going to church and away from God. God knows people's stories. And he um, you can't get away from God. You can try, but you can't. Thank you, Rach, for giving your life to God to use for his glory and just thank you for your kind heart to want to reach out and help a stranger. You didn't just heal my ankle, you also reminded me of who I was with Jesus. May God continue to bless you mightily and take you to places out of your imagination. Love and blessings, sister in Christ. And what I didn't know when I prayed for her and was speaking to her for a while, we just left the kids in daycare for a little bit longer while we had our chat. Um, What I didn't know is a lady from my church was her neighbour who was praying for her. Unbelievable. So, um, yeah, she's now in a church and in a home group and she's, yeah, she's on fire for Jesus. So, only believe in your heart. Faith will say to the mountain, we do not need to beg God. The problem must bow to the promise. So we say to the mountain, move from here to there and it will move. So, I mean, that can mean lots of things. It can mean healing. It can mean, you know, poverty. It can mean lots of situations that the enemy throws at us, but we have authority over those. All things are possible to them that believe. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. How many things are possible, guys? All, All things. So all things are possible. That's what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say, oh, it's not in God's timing. Sorry, I'm not going to heal you. He didn't say, it's not God's will to heal you. No, he healed every single person that came to him. If you read the scriptures, every single person was healed that came to him. Some people might say, oh, I can't believe for healing. Yeah, you can. How did you get saved? By belief in your heart and confessing with your mouth is the same way you get healed. Yep, that's simple. We make it complicated. We have come up with all these reasons or all these theologies why, why we're not healed. But all we need to do is believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth. When you're saved, you believe. You do have faith. We believe in our hearts, in our spirits. So we can confess, he heals all my diseases. Every single disease, he will heal you. And healing brings glory to God. Luke thirteen ten to 16. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. So healing brings glory to Jesus. Amen? We praise him when we see healings. So where to do the same. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. We can believe for others as well, for, as, well as for ourselves. You know, sometimes, it was like that lady in the shopping centre, she said to me, my sister's been Bible bashing me for weeks. You know, sometimes, you know, you've got to do it by the Spirit of God. There's no rules. There's no rules. But you do need to listen to the Spirit of God. But I've seen more salvations by the Lord demonstrating His power through me than what I have just, you know, I don't know, not Bible bashing, but... Preaching, it's not Bible bashing, it's sharing the truth but you know sometimes people, it depends on the person's heart and God knows a heart, it's so why you need to ask the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying don't preach the gospel, we do preach the gospel. Some people might say, oh God's not willing, yes he is. A leper came to him and bowed down before him and said, Lord if you are willing you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. So we can't say God's not willing, because he is. I had more notes on there, but I think I've got about six sermons in this. Mark 1123 24 says, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they will say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So we must believe and say, that's how we release our faith. That's how we release our faith for anything. Believe in your heart and say it with your mouth. But it needs to line up with the word of God and healing is in God's word. But if you're believing something, you know, that's not of God's word, that's not going to (laughs) happen. So you need to find the scripture, confess that scripture. Just to sum up. These are the points that I covered. So Jesus will heal whoever of whatever disease. Number two, we command bodies to line up with the word of God. Number three, we are seated in heavenly places with Christ. Number four, Jesus gave us authority over sickness and disease. And number five, call those things that be not as though they are. Number six, stand firm in the faith, never give up. Number seven, God's kindness leads to repentance. Number eight, only believe in your heart. Number nine, all things are possible to them that believe. Number 10, we are believers, so we do have faith. It can be faith as small as a mustard seed, and that's okay. Number 11, healing brings glory to God. And number 12, he is willing. Amen? Amen. And what I want to do this morning is I feel led to say, if you have sickness in your body... You guys are going to be my prayer team this morning. So if you have sickness in your body or you have something you want the Lord to heal, please be brave and I'd love you to stand up and we're going to get, I'm going to ask the people around you to stand with you and what I'm, going to sa- what I'm going to get you to do, just do a commanding prayer. So ask them, quickly ask them, only take 10 seconds, ask them what's wrong. If you don't want to share what's wrong, that's Okay. I want you to ask the person that stands up for healing what's wrong with them quickly. And then you're going to lay hands on them and you're going to speak to that sickness in Jesus' name. You're going to command it to leave and God's going to do healings this morning. We're going to see it. So stand up if you're sick. Don't be shy. You can't tell me we're all 100% well in this place. If you've got anything, a sore toe... Stand up. All right. There's more of you, I know. I'm just going to wait because I know there's more. All right. Awesome. Thank you for being brave. If you are around them, actually, everyone needs to go to someone. You're my prayer team. (laughs) And I want you just to take a second, 10 seconds, to ask them what's wrong. And then I want you just to command in Jesus' name. I'm giving you 10 seconds because it's simple. Go, go. All right, wrap it up, wrap it up. (laughs) Because it needs to be, you can pray quickly. You don't need to, it's good. Anyone, I want you to check your bodies now. Check your bodies. bodies. See what you couldn't do. Do something. something. (laughs) Has anyone felt a difference in their body? Be honest. You, tell us. Feels good. Awesome. Praise the Lord. What about anybody else? Check your bodies. You have to check your body. Does anyone else feel any difference? All right. I want you guys to pray again one more time, but quick 10 seconds. I'm giving you 10 seconds this time. Commanding prayer. All right. What about now? Check your wrist. Check your wrist. Any more any more people? No one yet. All right. Well, we laid hands on the sick. They will recover in Jesus name. So, we're going to have testimony Sunday. No. <laughs> next Sunday. night. I'm joking. Yeah, that's right. So we lay hands on the sick, they will recover in Jesus' name. So we don't go and say, oh, God's will. It's not God's will to heal me. That's a lie from the enemy. Amen. All right. So don't give up. Amen. That's it from me today. Amen.